You got me a drinking horn. It's Das Horn. It's Das Horn. It is like, it belongs on a Viking helmet, but you can drink booze out of it. Oh man, that's the next thing. You need to get a helmet and like cut holes or something. So it's like, just pop them out and ready to double fist with two Das Horns. That would be awesome. Dos Horns. Dos Das Horns. Dos Horns. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily, and joining me, my partner in hacking crime, computer hacking. crime, computer espionage crime, oh. Bartholomew Devin. Hello, Bart. It wasn't really... It wasn't well, in the hi. movie. Yeah, we're talking no. real-world that, situations what, That's now. why I was confused for a second. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. I didn't... Look, I was spur of the moment. I didn't come up with something. I just had to go with espionage. it. espionage. Yeah. Uh, welcome to 2015, everybody. Yeah, look. It's the future. Uh, it's a new year. We took a few weeks off because holidays oh, and God. whatnot. Uh, how was your holiday, Bart? We, I mean, this is the, kind of the first time we've gotten together since the holidays. That's yeah, true. Well, since you the were, last podcast, well, That's because really. you were away for two weeks. I was. I was traveling. Uh, um, I was uh, on the road a lot, in fact. Every time I got in the car, it was for like a minimum of eight hours at a time. That's awful. Um, we drove to from Boston to D.C. It took us three hours to get out of the state of Massachusetts, Just... which is preposterous. We literally went 30 miles in three hours, which is goddamn ridiculous. Well, you know what? This morning... It took me an hour fifteen to drive from Somerville to Newton. Yeah, that's that's insane. that's not a thing that that's should insane. happen, but it happened. Uh, but yeah, so we drove to DC, uh, stayed in DC for a night, and then drove to Nashville to see uh, Jamie's family, and then uh, stayed in Nashville for a couple of days, did Christmas down there, and then uh, drove back up to DC and s- spent some time. In our nation's capital. Uh, All alone, apparently. All alone. Washington, D.C. So I'm familiar with this phenomenon because I, you know, used to live in L.A. And L.A. is, you know, it's it's a town that is built entirely around one industry. You know, everybody who lives in L.A., nobody who lives in L.A. is from L.A. And they're all there because they all work in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, and so the entertainment industry, much like... The education industry and, you know, the government industry, essentially, which mm. isn't really government industry, isn't really a thing, but, you know, yeah. government. Not, government's not especially industrious. No, it's not. Um, but, you know, it shuts down for the holidays. You know, there's like a week and a half where, like, nobody, you know, nobody's, nothing's happening, offices yeah. are closed or whatever. So, L.A., Christmas time, just empties the fuck out. And I usually left town, but there was one year that I uh, had to stick around. There, I, had, I had to work uh, close to the holidays, so I couldn't go home. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. You can just, you can get in the car, you can drive everywhere, there's no traffic. It's fucking odd uh, for a land that is choked with people and traffic. So, uh, D.C. Open season. Yeah, exactly. D.C., same way. Uh, we got to D.C., we were walking around on New Year's Eve day on the, on the 31st. And like walked up to the you know the Capitol building and the walked Supreme right into Court. the White House. Yeah, nobody there. There's just no. There were literally. I literally stood in front of the Supreme Court. There were no human beings in visible range. It was ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun. We did uh, New Year's there, and then uh, and then back up back up to Boston and just in time to take down the tree. So. <laughs> 
I'm in. What did you do? You were with family? Yep. Local? Yep. Keep, keeping it chill? Keeping it tight? Keeping it <laughs> normal? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Sure? Yeah. yeah. I was around. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Family stuff? Nothing. Did you, did you watch any, any fun movies for the hol- over the holidays? Uh, I mean, not even like in the theater, like, you know, just hanging out. Hanging out around the house? Holiday movie time? I've watched... Dogma on New Year's Eve. Ooh. Revisiting it for the first time in a long time. Yeah, how'd that, how'd that go over? It went well, it was good. Yeah? Yeah, I Hel- still enjoy you feel, it. You feel it held the up? The wings look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still fun. Yeah. Still a good, fun movie. Uh, I saw... A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. Mm. Which is probably the only musical that I like. Alright. You would probably enjoy that. It's very self-aware. There, there's a lot of breaking of the fourth wall. All right, I can and, get behind and, that. And Zero Mustel. Zero Mustel. Is Zero Mustel. Zero Mustel. And it's it's actually, it's mm, good. Zero Mustel. Yeah, but, <laughs> it, but ancient Roman, though. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, saw that. Uh, did not try to watch Guardians with my parents again. <laughs> I tried before. Yeah. I told you about this, didn't I? Uh, yeah, no, you did not. Oh, well, I tried to watch it with my parents, uh, like, I don't know. Watching mo- oh. movies with Bart's parents <laughs> is an experience like none other. Yeah, I don't do it much anymore because it never, I don't know what movie my mom's watching, but it's not the same one. So the, the only way I agree to do it now is with subtitles. And... and <laughs> And I, so I, I, this was before my, you know what, it was before I actually received my Blu-ray yeah. of Guardians. I had a, a digital version of it, yes. shall we say. And uh, no subtitles. And yeah. so both of my parents fell asleep. Well, my dad was, my dad didn't make it to the dancing. Like, he was gone. <laughs> and my mom was there for a while and then I looked over and she was out. And then she woke up and was like, no, it's fine. I'm like, no. no, no <laughs> There's no fine. way you're going to follow this one without. Yeah. So I was like, ah, let's wait till the Blu-ray comes. Yeah, um, good. Did I watch anything else? Uh, started the league. Oh, I like the league. Yeah, well, last uh, I was in school last year, and some of my cohort were trying to convince me that I'm Ruxin. <laughs> That's amazing. So I said, maybe I should. Uh, you are a little Ruxin-esque. Uh, Wow, that's amazing. And I saw uh, Jenna's been watching Friends a lot. Oh, yeah, Jamie. Because it's Friends. Jamie's a fan. She owned, there they all oh, are. Oh, I know. She owns oh, them I all. know. But they all, they're on Netflix now. Yeah, they are. But she yeah. started watching before Netflix. Anyway, she's also pretty convinced that. Well, okay. So Jenna's theory, and I don't know if she's going to want this out in the world, but <laughs> here we go. She's convinced that I am some kind of. I'm, I'm primarily Ross. And Chandler. Yeah, I was going to say... And then she is primarily Chandler and Phoebe. (laughs) And it's kind of accurate if you go back... Like, if you watch it with that in mind... Also, there are way more gay jokes on that show than I remember. Yeah, 90s. Way more. The 90s, man. Where it was like, hey, we can kind of talk about this stuff now, but we're not really okay with it. Yeah, but we can definitely make jokes about it. Yeah, yeah. And Jenna got me for Christmas a wonderful thing that I have been eyeing for years, which is the full box set of Batman, the animated series. I am so jealous I of you. I love it. Oh, man. I, I would, man, I want to dig into that shit. I haven't, like, properly watched that show in ages. So. It, you know what? I mean, it's, you know, they're 22-minute yeah. kids' episodes. Yeah. 
But the art totally holds up. The yeah, art is absolutely. amazing. The art and you know amazing. what? It's pretty decent storytelling inside of 22 minutes. Plus you get that great Danny Elfman music all through it, too. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. No, it's good. It's still really good. Solid. Yep. Solid. I, I was thinking about it. I, we didn't really watch much. Like, we watched a lot of Christmas movies, like, leading up to Christmas. But once we got on the road, like, we watched a lot of football, actually, which was weird. Uh, but, uh, yeah. No, we watched, we watched like, half of... Apollo thirteen, always, always good. That movie, that movie, like doesn't haven't, age. Haven't seen that one in a long oh, it's time. It's great. Still great. Still absolutely great. Mm. Um, and we watched when we got home. We watched Gremlins because uh, I bought Gremlins one and two on Blu-ray uh, and hadn't hadn't watched those in ages. Uh, but yeah, I haven't gotten to the second one yet. But first one, fucking phenomenal. Great, great shit. Great, great Christmas movie. I forget how much of a Christmas movie it is, but it's a great Christmas movie. So you stream Netflix. I do. How many people have access to your Netflix account? Uh, well, uh, I mean, Jamie and I use it together, uh, and my sister uses our Netflix. Uh, so, you know, Netflix does the, the different... The profiles thing, right. Yeah. yeah. So Netflix does the different profiles. Uh, here's how I have actually eventually, finally eventually worked this out. Because my problem is my queue has always, even before there was streaming, it's when it was still full. just DVDs, yeah, my queue has just been epically long, and it becomes, like, really hard to, like, actually, when I'm just like, hey, I want to watch something, it's like, trying to sort through everything was, it was impossible. So what I did was I created uh, four profiles. One is my sister's, because she's the only other distinct person who uses it. Yeah. Uh, the other, one is uh, all TV shows. So mm. all the TV shows are in one place. So if I want to watch TV, uh, something on TV, that's where I go, and they start clogging up my movie queue. Yeah. Uh, one is stuff I haven't seen. Yeah. One is stuff I have seen. Uh, and the stuff that I have seen is just like, it's mostly stuff that I've seen before that I like, that I would watch again, that I don't own for the most part. It so it's like, like oh, I want to watch something do that. A lot of management. Not really. Um, it was for like, you know, when I put it together, um, in like a couple of, you know, for a couple of hours basically. Yeah. But now it's really easy because I just open up the, if I find something is, is streaming or whatever, yeah. if I'm like, oh, this thing just got added. Then I just open up the app and I put it on that profile and then I just add it. Well, so. okay. So, and here's what's going. So over the, I've had Netflix forever. Yeah. You know, and over the years, I've... I filled my queue at one point when it was yeah. just DVDs. Yeah. I found the limit of, oh, of I, the queue oh, I know. in like the first forty-eight hours. Oh, I know. People were like, "There's a limit? How big is it?" I was like, "It's about nine hundred DVDs." It's a hex number. You have nine hundred? Yeah, I have nine hundred movies I want to watch. Did you just select all? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so here's the thing. So over the years, any number of people have gained access to my Netflix account because it's like, oh, I'm going over to this person's house and we're going to watch, or various ex-girlfriends and other, so on and so forth. So you on. end up with like random suggestions well, and things okay. added to your queue. So, like, mm, okay, so I'm in this weird position right now where, so a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, enough of this. And I, and I did the like, ro like, Un, clean house like, remove all devices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and I changed my password. I was like, clean slate, we're good. Good move. Well, <laughs> so I have a profile, and my roommate Anna has a profile. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's easy fine. enough. Yeah. yeah, and her stuff, well, I don't care. It's all segregated. It's honest. It's separate but equal. Why would you go there? <laughs> Why is that the place that you wanted to go? 
I don't know. Anyway. This Week in Racism brought to you by no, Netflix. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, the only... So there's my there's my account or my profile on yeah. Anna's profile. And my parents have a smart TV. Mm. You've, you know, it's, it's a smart it. TV. I've partaken. It has a Netflix app built into it. Mm. And because my parents only watch Fox News on the TV, I'm not really worried about the Netflix account that's right. there. Which is me because it's like, I go home and I want to keep watching... Whatever, whatever you were watching. Whatever I'm yeah, watching, yeah. fine. So now I'm in this position where I know, unless it didn't actually uh, unpair all the other devices, I, I know for sure that my dad is watching things on my Netflix account. And some of it is like... So there's... <laughs> the, 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 first, the first clue was that Basic Sharon Instinct... Stone, I was like, Basic Instinct? Basic Instinct was there. I was like, I didn't watch half of Basic Instinct. <laughs> And oh, so weird. It stopped after the interrogation so, scene. I know. So it's basic Odd. instinct, hmm. and then like a string of no-name thrillers. Yeah, like the B thrillers. And I'm like, this has to be my dad, but I don't really want to ask him about it now, do I? Yeah, no, no, you really don't. Ugh. Happy New Year. Yeah. Woohoo. Let's talk. Uh, you know, we're, we're still in the process. We were talking about this before the holidays of uh, sort of segregating our. Uh, Will you stop it? I'm sorry. Separating. Separating is the word I should have used. You can't use that either. <laughs> I know. Equalizing. Uh, thus, splitting. God damn it. Uh, dividing uh, our our podcast into two segments. Uh, one that's all news, and one that's you know a movie a week. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna we're, we're gonna do that. I think we and I think we settled on a name, the Daily Planet, which I kind of love. Uh, that it's, seemed to be the I put the question out there yeah, to the interwebs. No, it's the logical choice. That was the overwhelming decision from from the internet. So well, it was the overwhelming decision from Caleb Reed. Yeah. Well, and ma- and many other people. Uh, so I think uh, uh, we're, we're gonna come up with a f- fun graphic for that one too. Um, but I think uh, it needs to be the daily planet with the letters changed well yeah maybe uh, in like uh ms paint yeah okay really sloppily all right oh yes um we gotta come up with a new theme song for that one too a different a different opening musical there are there are other tracks from that sound there are i've got a couple amazing yeah um so uh but you know in until we get full bore i I was looking over the week people are still kind of Getting back from the holidays, kind of a slow week. Not a whole whole lot of big, a bunch of good trailers dumped out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ant Man trailer, Ant Man trailer. Did you watch? Did you watch that? I did. Thoughts? I don't know. You don't know. I okay. So I think the Ant Man trailer is. Uh, I think trailer two is going to be. Yeah. Well, I think the tone. I don't think it's an accurate representation of the overall tone of the actual movie. I because it's I, you know Adam McKay did the did the polish on this script. Like he did the rewrite. This is going to be a far funnier, lighter film than that trailer would lead you to believe. Well, I think it was supposed. To, I think it was a long build up to a punchline that didn't quite to, land. Yeah. To, there's, there are yeah. basically two jokes in the whole thing, and yeah, and I be, and I think it's weird. I think the music is what does it. Oh like, yeah. The music is why those punchlines don't don't land right because oh, yeah. you do that whole like I need you to be the Ant Man and what you want is be like the, the music to cut out so he goes, huh? But the music is like still playing and building underneath so it just doesn't yeah no doesn't it, really it doesn't land. it didn't yeah I also don't love Michael Douglas I'm just gonna really uh, yeah. oh I kind of love old Michael Douglas did you see the old uh, Michael Douglas. It, I, no, if you're gonna ask, ask me about the Liberace, thing. I am. No, I he's didn't. He's great. It's on my list. Oh, but, you should watch it. It's but fantastic. Just overall, he's, he's see, the thing is that what's my favorite movie? Uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Who's in it? Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Okay. So you can't see 
the Michael for the Kirk. I see son of I see son yeah. of Kirk. You see, I you look like the guy that I like, but you're I, not I, the I guy see that I like. Spawn de Kirk, <laughs> and it's and it's just you're not. He's not. You are not Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's yeah. not quite Kirk Douglas. And yeah. it's, it's like it doesn't. It's kind of how I feel about frozen yogurt. It just makes me want ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I understand. I understand yeah. that. Um. But uh, I like the suit. I think the suit looks fantastic. Suit looks good. Uh, Paul Rudd's probably going to be fine. Paul Rudd will be, yeah, Paul Rudd will be, be fine. Paul Rudd will be great. I, I mean, I'm not, like, concerned about the movie. Yeah. I, I just didn't love the trailer. Yeah. I mean, look, I think there's a lot of room to grow there. Um, uh, yeah. Or shrink. Did See? Uh, did, right. Was Evangeline Lilly even in the trailer? Yeah, just very, Just for one half briefly. a second? She's got, like, one or two shots. Mm. A lot of, like, behind, the camera's behind her kind of things. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, no, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um, the only the only other sort of newsy thing I wanted to bring up is uh, and this Admiral happened... Adama. <laughs> no, no, not that. I mean, look, I'm very excited that uh, Edward James almost will be appearing on Agents of Shield in some unknown capacity. I just gotta say, I'm pretty. I, I'm continuously. I know I shouldn't be amazed, but yeah. I totally am. At some of the people who are starting to be drawn into this universe, oh yeah, like the actors. Oh sure. I mean, they've got some pretty decently big hitters now, mm-hmm. and it's not can't be anything. It's re- it's just it's great. Yeah, no, that's, it's that's all I have to say about that. Very exciting times. Yeah. Um, this is actually a story that was left over from the holidays. This happened sort of right uh, right before Christmas. Uh, two of our favorite worlds are colliding here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. Justin Lin has been oh. signed, sealed, and delivered as the director of uh, the third Star Trek. Yeah, I'm actually film. really encouraged by that. Yeah, because they well they were on the they were on the just warp drive to nowhere. Well, yeah, um, and, and they're, like they're still you know rushing to try and meet that that 2016 deadline for that 50th fine. anniversary. So that's they got to get going real soon. Yeah, well that's good. Um, it looks like they're you know the the, the bigger question at this point is. Now that uh, Orsi's gone Thank God. as a director, I, I think they're probably going to toss his script, too. Which means all that Shatner stuff is, you know, uh, at least in that iteration of it, is going to go by the wayside. Shatner has plenty to do. Do you know what he's doing, Shatner? These days? Yeah, do you know what he's going to do? What's he what's He's he going to drive do? from, I think, Chicago okay. to L.A. All right. In a three-wheeled, open-top, uh, like... I don't even, it's not a car. <laughs> Contraption? Yeah. Jalopy? It, it's, 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 uh, it's kind of like a steampunk looking. It's like, it's like, I think it's actually called the Rivet Mobile or something. Why? why because he can. Okay. I'll show you a picture. This isn't like a promo no, for Orbits? No, he's really just doing this. <laughs> just doing it for the fuck of it? Because he's We were fucking, in Nashville. crazy. We were in Nashville and we stopped by this, uh, like, print shop it's like uh, literally like like printing presses and it's the place where they do uh like they make all of the uh posters and show bills for you know every concert or theater or what you know everything that comes through town basically these guys make up all of the all the posters and i found one uh in their sort of like overflow bin for a couple years ago shatner must have been on tour doing a one-man show called it Shatner's World and we're just living in it. And I almost bought it. I, I didn't love... The only reason I didn't was because I didn't really like the design 
of the poster. It was kind of like pale blue and silver, and it was kind of hard to read. But, uh, man, I totally wanted to buy it. He crazy. He is crazy. But he can afford to be, so it's fine. That is true. Um, no, so, I mean, I'm a little worried about... Well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say I'm worried, but I have concerns. And not in Justin Lin's competence or capabilities. The guy is talented. What the fuck is that thing? That's that's a real thing. And Shatner is going to ride in it for like 2,000 miles. Is it powered with vegetable oil? I, I don't know, but it's ridiculous. Does it have an oscillation over thruster? Does it have a steering wheel? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. He's either. gonna die. He's literally what gonna you, die in you, that what thing. What do you even say about that? I, he, that contraption is going to kill him. William Shatner dead on the interstate. <laughs> it is in, actually called in a cold rivet machine. The rivet. Holy fuck, beans. Uh, well, no, so, uh, I guess my only real concern is that, uh, you know, Justin Lin's kind of a, an action director. That's and okay. He, and he does that very well. He did some great episodes of Community, and, and obviously the last handful of Fast and Furious movies. There was talk that maybe he'd come back for the next one, uh, but now he's gonna do Star Trek. I don't know if he has, like, if he's a Star Trek fan. I don't know if he has like your strong ties to the franchise or Can whatever. Can I but... say something? Yeah. I sort of hope they make him watch all the Star Trek, and he's like, nah. <laughs> when you say all the Star Trek, you I mean, mean all like the Star Trek. all of the Star Trek. Yeah. Well, the, it's hard. You okay? You're not really a Star Trek fan unless you force yourself to watch all of it. Okay. Except maybe the animated series. Some of that stuff is amazing. <laughs> So was you, acid, you but missed it's like, out. I don't want that either. Dude, you missed out. When we had our uh, watch all the Star Trek marathon yes. uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, you had to bail out early. Uh, our friend Jason came by uh, late in the evening, and you know we'd watch some Voyager, some Next Gen, some Original, uh, uh, and some DS9, and he said, he came in, and the first words out of his mouth were, animated have we series. watched any animated series yet? And I went, how the fuck did I forget about the animated series? Uh, you forgot about it? Well, not that I forgot about it, but I forgot to, like, put it into the rotation. Oh. Uh, we So we watched an episode of the animated series that... Where literally they go, it's the plot of Star Trek V. They go to yeah. the center of right. the universe yeah. and they find, like, the devil there. And the devil goes on trial in Salem. It's super fucking weird. Oh, that weird. would have been a good one to watch. It's remember, fucking weird as shit. Do you remember, remember that episode shit. of Next Gen with, with, with the devil con artist woman? No. That's a good one. I don't remember that one. They go to a they go to a planet. Mm. Oh my god, a planet! Yes, and there's a and the devil is there. Okay, and I think it's supposed to. Think, what do they call her? Ishtar. Ishtar. Something like that. Vosh. No, not Vosh. <laughs> anyway, there's a devil episode. If it's a but she's a con artist. All right, well, it's a good one. I remember that being good. a good one. It probably isn't a good one. And in my head, <laughs> again, my memory of it is that it's a good one. It's probably a terrible. I one. feel like that's like the overwhelming <laughs> truth for a lot of next gen. Is that in our heads these were like amazing episodes, and then you go back and you're like, eh, I don't know. Voyager is like that a lot because we were sort of right of the age where we were just like, this is amazing. We were like teenagers when that first kind of like like 13 14 yeah, yeah we were about 13 yeah. yeah and so but you go back now no, and you're like well, no, no, we yeah, were younger this does not really hold up seventh eighth grade when did it end it started uh, uh well they're 
Mm, no, it ended. It ended when we were in college, I think. No. Yeah, I think I think it ended our freshman year of college because. Oh, I would believe that actually. Okay. I I can tell you what at it, that point when I was not watching it anymore. It either ended our senior year of high school or our freshman year of college because our freshman year of college was the first season of uh, Bacula Enterprise. And there was no gap. I don't know if there was an overlap, but I know there was no year off between the two. Oh, really? Because when Enterprise went off the air, it was the first time there hadn't been a Star Trek show on yeah, TV right. since before Next Gen started. Right. So, um, it was either either one ended and the other one start, picked up right after, or they overlapped by a year. So, uh, But yeah, we were seventh grade, I think, when we when that show started. Sixth or seventh grade when they that were show too, started. They were too cocky. Yeah. In Enterprise. If they had started Enterprise with season two of Enterprise, it, I think would have gone on for seven years. Yeah, you never They'd just been like, uh, well, our balls are this close to the bandsaw. Let's yeah. make whatever we want instead of this Monster of the Week bullshit. Well, so I guess I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see. It feels like hiring Justin Lin is doubling down on sort of the Abrams all-action, you know, lean heavy on adventure gonna... and who cares about sort of the bigger intellectual ideas they're that kind gonna, of propped up Star Trek for I think, 45 I think, years. I, don't, I mean, I think they're going to reinvent again. They're going to reboot. There's going to be Well, a not gap. with Lynn. No, 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 no. Not this one. I'm saying that they're going to... I think that this cast has eh, a few more movies in them. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, well, oh, I, it's enough of this. I kind of assume that they're going to have to renegotiate their contracts after this movie. I assume they all made three-picture deals. That's kind of standard. Like, Marvel notwithstanding, that's kind of standard practice is a three-picture deal. Mm. Um, so I would assume they would have to renegotiate after this movie. Yeah, I'll be curious because really, you know, we've talked about this before. Star yeah. Trek kind of belongs on TV, but the TV rights are so you know wrapped up in di- like six literally they belong to like three different people so three different people i well so there's a you know paramount owns the movie rights which is why they keep making right. these movies but the tv rights are split between cbs uh UPN. and uh <laughs> Par- well between like paramount and cbs or something like that um so like they can never they, they no one network has like just be like hey we're gonna make this and 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 be done with it mm. um so yeah it's 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 weird it's like a tricky le- it's kind of like the same thing with lord of the rings and the hobbit you know before those those movies got made the reason those things went unadapted for so long was because it was like well one studio had the rights to this and another studio had the rights to that and so mm. um so yeah i mean it really belongs back on tv i re- i really want to see them go sort of the cable uh, you know, premium route. I want to see them do like. Yeah, be fine with I want to see them do like 10, 13 episode. You know, yeah. high, big budget, short run seasons. Um, you know, turn it into like a Game of Thrones. I don't understand how that hasn't happened yet. So it's really good. Idea. Um, that's that's the way it should go. So, um, well, anyway, anyway. Uh, let's talk about our our movie this week, which is I felt the movie we had to talk about yeah. coming back from the break, which is uh, the interview. Yeah. Now, you know. For what it's worth, the last time we talked, um, we were under the impression this thing was never going to be seen by anyone. Well, no, now that's not everywhere. even... I don't even think that's true. I think the last time that we did a podcast was uh, the leak, the Sony leak Sony had happened, had definitely, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. there had been uh, threats, and I think... Uh, I don't even think the theater chains had pulled out yet. I think it was just a matter of 
the Sony leak had happened and, you know, and they had made some threats and, and the, the hackers had made some threats. So since we well, wait, last wait, talked... Wait, what movie were we seeing? Because we were talking about this in, in a movie theater. Uh, we, the last movie we did was The Hobbit. So since the last time that we laid down a podcast, uh, you know, the interview, threats, had, threats were made. Uh, all the major theater chains pulled the interview. Um, the indies... The, the, well, after, immediately after which Sony decided to not distribute the movie at all, um, there was a lot of discussion about that. Yeah. Um, and the president, yeah, literally the president had to, his last press conference had to weigh in and talk about whether or not Sony should be showing a James Franco fucking movie. Um, (laughs) what the hell time are we living in? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of speculation. Was you know what was gonna is it was anybody gonna see this movie ever? Was it literally just gonna go up on a shelf somewhere? Uh, you know the idea of you know North Korea literally telling us what we can and can't see, um, and Sony just completely caving to that pressure. And I mean, like you know, there's we don't need to you know rehash all this, but you know the argument they made, which was not incorrect, was well, look, if all the major uh, theater chains are not gonna show our movie then, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to, you know, continue with this release, um, especially in the light of, you know, threats to public safety. Uh, but, you know, that uh, the idea of, like, it being completely shelved, like, that was kind of the terrifying thing, because it was like, look, there are a million other ways that you can, you know, there are smaller independent theaters, and there's video on demand, and there's a million digital channels, like, there's no reason that we yeah. shouldn't be able to see this movie at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and and then even more hilariously, so because they pulled the, the movie, uh, a lot of the smaller independent chains, you know, they had the theater space booked out oh, for right. the interview. Yeah, yeah. So they said, all right, Team great. <laughs> As a way, as a form of protest, we're going to show Team America uh, instead because the, you know, uh, and the, the villain in that movie is Kim Jong-il. And... Immediately after which, Paramount said, no, you can't show Team America. We're not actually going to give you permission to do that. And it felt like, really? What the fuck are we even talking about here? Um, but then in the end, it all kind of became moot. Um, yeah. You know, the interview, the, the last minute, Sony decided they you know struck a deal with uh, independent theater owners, uh, Tim League and the Alamo Drafthouse chain. And of all people, George R.R. R. Martin uh writer of the game of thrones you know song of ice and fire um he owns a theater uh where he lives and he was like a very vocal proponent of like no fuck this i want to i want to show this movie um and so they they struck a deal with sony and they got it into a few hundred independent theater chains uh here in boston it only played uh in two locations uh, well, there's one kind of way out, but in the sort of greater Boston area, it only played in two locations. Uh, the Apple Cinemas, this, you know, independent chain uh, in uh, Cambridge, and then the Somerville Theater in Davis Square. Yep. Um, and that's and that's it. Uh, you know, limited screenings, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but they rolled it out digitally at the same time, so it was available on uh, Google Play and on YouTube and through a, you know, specific uh, interview website. Um, and then a few weeks later, it rolled out into iTunes and, and everywhere else. Um, and I think cable providers as well. Um, and, you know, at this point, the more the interesting sort of coda to the story is now everyone's trying to parse the numbers um, in terms of what 
you know how much money this thing has actually made. Um, it it made about I think about uh, about five million uh, in theaters, uh, and at this point is closer to I think about thirty million uh, in uh, digital rentals and downloads, mm. um, which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, there's an argument to be made that uh, you know. The, how the numbers break down basically in yeah. terms of because you know when you go to the theater you buy a ticket per person whereas like i just tonight we watched it here at the house yeah so i paid six dollars to rent it from google but three of us sat and watched it so like how those like you know how to equate those numbers and you know what those numbers mean and what they would mean if it was still in the theater yeah i mean um, but the, know, the, the money is never going to be the uh, legacy of this movie anyway yeah. but you know the, con- um, the controversy and possibly time will tell if yeah. the uh, distribution channels show well, change over time because of this. Yeah, and because that's, I mean, if it made money this way, exactly, then and that's the thing, you know, it, that it, it, if nothing else, it's really you know going to show that you know day and date digital releases they can be successful. Now, granted, you know, part of this comes down to. You know, this was a movie that was supposed to be a very wide release, so it already had a big advertising budget, and and you know, there were plenty of commercials and trailers, and people were already very aware of this movie. And then the news. and then the, and then you know, all the current events happened. It literally became like a saturation point. It was all anybody was talking about. Yeah. Um. So you know, you can't, literally could not get a higher awareness of that movie. You're a fucking Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. Um. And and. So yeah, I mean, wh- whether that actually translates to other digital releases down the line, you know, I think it'll be hard to compare the two. Um, well, but you know, it, it, if it opens the door a little bit, I think that's I think that's fantastic. As so. long as it doesn't, as long as movie or uh, studios don't take the success of digital release as a reason not to distribute things to theaters. I do not want movie theaters to die. Well, no, and that's part of the problem has always been that, you know, theater chains, they're, they've been the ones that have been very resistant to these day-and-day digital releases. Yeah. Um, and, and they have told studios, like, if you're going to put this thing out digitally, like, we're not going to show it in theaters. Like, we want to have you know that edge where we can we're the only place that you can come see this movie if you can sit in your home and watch it like why would you come out to the theater right like that we want to retain that that advantage uh that sales advantage essentially so if you're going to do you know digital releases we're not going to show it which is exactly what's happened recently to the uh sequel for uh crouching tiger or hidden dragon was they said oh we're going to release it on netflix and in IMAX theaters, and then all the IMAX theaters went, uh, no, you're fucking not. Yeah. Uh, if you can either show it in our theaters or you can put it on Netflix. We're not doing both at the same time. Yeah. Um, and what do they eventually decide to do? Uh, I think most IMAX theaters aren't going to carry it because IMAX, uh, uh, Netflix is the one that literally like is distributing the movie. Like the oh, movie was oh, 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 oh. shot and Netflix <clears throat> is, is the one that's actually, yeah. you know, putting yeah. it out. So, yeah. well, um, fair enough. The, the similar, similar thing happened a few years back with that uh, Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy movie, Tower Heist, where they were talking about doing, like, a <laughs> premium Heist. release. That movie's actually a lot better than I expected it to be, especially for a Brett Ratner movie. Um, Eddie Murphy is legit good in that movie. Um, plus, Alan Alda's the villain, so I kind of have to love that. That's fair. Um, 
but they wanted to do like a premium release experience with that too where they oh yeah you can go yeah get go see it in theaters um or uh you know you could pay you know x amount of dollars and you could also get it at home you know uh you know digital copy or whatever i think they even had like a pay 45 dollars and you could go see it in the theater and get a digital copy for you know when you get home like you get it all at the same time hmm. uh, and the theater girls all went uh, no 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 we do not approve yeah. and they trashed all those plans so wow. um you know i agree i also don't want to see the theater experience go away you know, if nothing else, you know, so we watched this at home tonight simply uh, out of a matter of convenience. It's only playing at two theaters, uh, you know, especially now that we're basically three weeks out of yeah. uh, Christmas, out of the release window. You know, the zeitgeist has turned down a little bit, and uh, there are only two screenings that, you know, there was like a 9.30, or there was like a 4 in the afternoon and like a 9.30 at night. Yeah, and I don't really um, want to see, watch this in an empty theater. Well, and that's the other thing. That'd you know, be like, weird and depressing. Yeah, like I... Like, like, depressing in a weird kind of way, too. Yeah. At least in know. my house, we can drink and eat Mexican food. Uh, it's true. And that's the thing. I, like, this... I wanted to see this in a theater full of people, because that's how comedy's meant to be seen. You yeah. want to be in a room full of people who are going to laugh at the jokes, you yep. know? Um, and I... Not, not that I didn't laugh at the jokes here, but there are some bits that I think would have played better in a room full of people. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 it was fine, I guess. I mean, yeah. from an experience standpoint. Uh, but I, yeah, I would have liked to see it in a theater. That's I'm always a proponent of seeing things in the theater. In yeah. fact, I was just this afternoon going through the calendars for the independent theaters around here, the the Coolidge and the Brattle, mm-hmm. to see what stuff they had coming up and. And I was bookmarking a bunch of stuff that I've already seen in a theater. But it's like, I don't know when I'm going to get to see Guardians of the Galaxy or Snowpiercer in a theater again. So maybe I'll go see that. Yeah, the Brattle does, uh, at the beginning of the year, they do, uh, like, the best of the previous year. They do a lot of, like, they show it for, like, one day, basically. Oh, okay. um, So very limited, a couple couple showings, basically. That's fair. And it's like, yeah, no, I might go see... If I don't have anything going on on that particular Wednesday, I might go see Snowpiercer because that movie's fucking great, and who knows when I'll get to see that in the theater again. I mean, it's literally on Netflix. I can watch it whenever the hell I want. Yeah. But I'm going to want to see it in a big dark room. Popcorn and beer. That's that's amazing. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Well, So we actually did watch the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, we should probably, how about we talk about the, the movie itself? Yeah, what did you think? I mean, yeah, it's funny. It's it, look. It's not great. Um, it's certainly not. This is the end. This is the end. Don't talk about it. Oh, you still haven't watched I, it? I, I. It's like I have it. It's on my tablet. It's ready to go. I was gonna say I bought the Blu-ray. You can you can borrow my Blu-ray. Yeah, no, I, I I I got it. It's. Um, I'm just. This I just is the end. Had a chance is, to watch it yet? This is the end. Is magnificent. Yeah. No. This I'm, is the I'm, end. Is. Now I see insane. Just having just watched this. Now yeah. I want to go see that because I know that this was eh, it was alright. Yeah, no, exactly. It there was are, fine. It was fine. There are there are moments. Of, yeah, there are a lot of gags that really work. There are a lot of gags that Don't. do not work. Yeah. Uh, look, I think we should talk about Franco. He's creepy, man. Now I uh, he's not acting. You know he's not acting. <laughs> he hasn't acted in the movies in Spider Man. I don't know if I would say I'm a Franco apologist. No, he's um, creepy, I wouldn't man. go that far. But I will say I'm a fan of Franco, more so than I think most people. Do you believe for even half of a brain second yeah. that he does not have a pit 
in his basement with with like a circle that he has painted with human blood and just like he goes down there and he puts on one of those robes and with like the pointy shoulders do you really honestly believe that this does not happen uh, yes, I honestly believe that that does not happen. Uh, I, <laughs> I know you're, you're shocking on skepticism. Uh, I think that he pays someone to lower food to him in a basket <laughs> in the pit in his basement. Uh, yeah, look, uh, even if that was true, I think I'd be okay with it. Uh, I think he's actually particularly good in Dude, This he, Is the End. He is a stone's throw from Michael Jackson. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Really? Yeah, no, I you wouldn't You really go that think far. that, like, in a few years, a story's not going to break where it's like he secretly built in the same pit in his basement, like, a little train that he puts animals on and rides around. Like, Well, so, okay, so he's... Do you, do you remember Patrick Swayze point. from Donnie Darko? Yeah. Tell me that that, could, that role could not be played by Franco really easily. Right now, yeah, he could. But, no, here's the thing. <laughs> Just so saying. you're... The, you, you're bringing up, bringing up an interesting point, which is... Uh, he and Tom Cruise have seances in his I basement. I can't remember who... There's a comedian, and I can't remember who it is now. I don't think it's Patton Oswalt. It, may, it might be Patton. He does a bit about... Somebody does a bit about how uh, Michael Jackson reached a level, reached a point where you would believe any story about him. Lewis Black. Lewis Black. That's what it was. It's like, you could you could was Google him. Yeah. You could Google him, and it was in 2025, and you're like, oh, he... You know, he, if, this was before he died, and well, it was like, well, he he in, inverted his face, and and he wears, you know, uh, <laughs> blood of a small children. You're, you're and saying that he inverted his face because every time there's a cartoon version of Michael Jackson, his face would fly across the yeah. screen by the end of the episode. Yeah, but it's it's like you, any <coughs> any story could come out about him, and you'd go, yeah, right, I believe that. That seems that seems perfectly believable. It's yes. Michael Jackson. Franco's kind of the same way. Like, literally, you could tell me anything about... You could make up any story about James Franco, and I'd probably believe it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that's a bad thing in this case, because I think Franco's deal is just that he's a guy who has... He wants to do a million things. He has, like, a bajillion crazy interests, and he's not good at them all, and they're not all good ideas, but he's in a position where... He has the freedom to pursue them. So That's if he fair. wants to be a painter or write children's books, poof, or, you're a puppeteer. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. If he wanted to be, fucking make marionettes, carve marionettes for the next six months, like he can do that if he wants to. And I kind of respect the, uh, you know, the that's ambition not, to try all this weird shit. That's not what I'm getting. I'm at. gonna go get five degrees because I'm James Franco. That's not Whatever. what I'm. That's not what I'm getting at. That's all fine and well and good. Something about him ain't right, though. <laughs> it's like you look, he's got like that thing in his eye. It's like he's just like crazy. I couldn't tell. I spent half of this movie trying to figure out if he had like fake teeth. Because his teeth seemed like like he was a 60-year-old smoker. Like he had like really yellow, oh, oh, oh. like gummy, weird teeth. I was I'm like, was he wearing, not. was he, is he just, is those, are those Franco's teeth? Or is he like wearing prosthetic teeth? Would you, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he woke up in the Either morning. Either way, I would believe it. rubbed some shit on his teeth because he felt, just why not? In character. Uh, no, I mean, I, I look, I like Franco. Have you seen uh, Spring Breakers yet? No. Oh, man. You gotta watch Spring Breakers. Okay. It's, fucking bonkers and he is the best thing about the movie he is so good he's so weird 
but he is so good. And that's the reason that I will kind of defend Franco, you know, to the ends of the earth. Which, again, like I said, he does stuff where it's like, nope, that was a bad call. That did not work out. But, like, I see, just I just love no, that no, he see, but you're, you're totally doesn't back down You're anything. totally misinterpreting my thing about Franco. I don't know anything about Franco. I'm not doing an analysis here. I'm not basing this this opinion on any rational things or ac- actions. There's no evidence base here. I look at him, and I say, mm. It's like, I feel like you could be best friends with Franco and walk into an alley, and he would suddenly kill you. <laughs> like, for no reason. Like, that's what it is. Just something about him ain't right. And it just kind of creeps me out. He's like that guy when he walks into the bar and you like kind of pull your coat up over your neck because you don't (laughs) like maybe maybe he gives you the willies is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it like it wouldn't surprise me if James Franco's vision is based on motion like a T Rex. (laughs) Like maybe if I'm really still, he won't know I'm here. Well, he's really and again, he makes a lot of choices that don't work. And I think you know he flirts with that very strongly in this movie. Um, I think he's just trolling everyone. Well, he, really, he's I probably mean, a very normal guy. No, no, no. I just mean that, like, like his performance in this movie is super broad, uh, especially at the beginning. Like, he's super over the top, and he oh, doesn't yeah. feel like a human. I mean, uh, Rogan's character feels like very grounded and very. It's like he has he's Rogan. Well, yeah, but it's like, oh, that's a guy. It's like I know that guy. He's kind of doing the thing that he wanted to do, but not really. He's going through a little bit of an existential crisis kind of thing, like. I totally get that. That's Dude, all very that's, simple that's, and identifiable. That's everybody we know. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, myself included. Yeah. But, you know, he's... But, like, Franco is off in the corner, like, basically playing a cartoon character. Like, he's just literally, like, practically bouncing off the walls. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, I think he levels out at a certain point. You know? I, yeah, I think he does a little bit. Because I think what really works is... Uh, the relationship between him and Kim Jong Un. Oh yeah, and that's the thing we are talking about. I think is you know the you know the controversy here were was supposedly North Korea saying you know we don't like this depiction of North Korea and and of Kim Jong Un and like look their movie certainly doesn't shy away doesn't try to you know whitewash it forgive the expression uh, or you know sugarcoat the idea that he's a brutal dictator who's like starving his people. Um, and, you know, leads a totalitarian state, but they absolutely make him into a real human character. You know, those first couple scenes with him and Franco, like, it's amazing. And that actor, uh, Randall Park is his name, he's so good as Kim Jong-un. Like, he really creates a a fully dimensional guy. Um, And he really sells both that sort of ingratiating nice guy i mean that that opening scene where he first meets franco and he he's doing like the super fan thing yeah like he's so nervous to be around him and uh, like it's yeah. great yeah no it is uh i, I he's I, I i like him uh he's on veep uh he was in a, like a dog food commercial that we saw like yeah, right before that was weird yeah it's like uh, oh but I think I think he's fantastic, um, and like, you know, if if nothing else, that guy should work forever. Uh, and I'm glad that this thing didn't end up on a shelf because I would have felt terrible for him. Who just he just knocks out of the park. He makes the movie work in a big way. Oh yeah, no, um, I mean that could have yeah, could have gone any number of ways if exactly. it had been handled very delicately. Exactly. 
Um, but yeah, I, I really I really love the relationship between the two of them. I think it's really fantastic, um, and and he really brings he brings all those different dimensions to to the table. Mm. Um, I also kind of enjoy the the way that they, you know, some of the opening gags, like the bit with Eminem. Like I was very impressed with that Eminem had that much of a sense of humor about himself. Oh, yeah. Like, I never would have believed that Eminem would have been, like, willing to do that scene, basically. Oh, I totally believe that he would. Hmm? Do you Have you forgotten the, like, Slim Shady stuff? Uh, I mean, do you remember that video? Where he was, like, Batman with Dre? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, that shit is crazy. Like, he has a, that guy has a comic streak a mile wide. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but it's such a it's such a specific like poking at his own image. Uh, something about it was like I was I was I was impressed. I was like, I was honestly surprised. You know who my heart of the Ghostbusters is? Oh yeah, Brian Williams. Brian <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not. But I, I was, mean, I was pleased that I feel like this keeps happening in movies where they keep yeah. calling all these news guys. Yeah, like we've been in this movie for ten minutes, for like three 30, seconds. Three seconds. Yeah, they're exactly. like, sure. Uh, I read because uh, the uh, Goldberg and Rogan were like doing a live tweet of the movie like right after the holidays, um, and there's there's the little bit with the little like shot of Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing with puppies, yeah. which is great. <laughs> yeah, um, and they're like, and he literally said, "I think we had Gordon-Levitt on set for all of two minutes," and they were just like, "Sit in this, sit in this pen, play, <laughs> pick up that dog. Great, you're done." Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I think you know. There's the movie certainly has a lot to say about sort of how the media treats people and like where the truth lies between sort of propaganda and reality. Um, but also, it's got a little something to say about South Korea, about the Korean people um, and and mm. sort of the shitty situation they're in and and the idea that. You know, I think at the end, there's that really great bit where, you know, the whole point is that they've been sent there to kill him. And they say right at the beginning, like, when the CIA first approaches him, like, why, if we kill him, isn't somebody else just going to take his place? Yeah. And they're like, no, we think there are other people and whatever. I was kind of waiting for that to be revealed to be, like, all bullshit. That they were like, no, they just were trying to get him in there to kill him and they were sacrificial lambs and whatever. Yeah. Um but I like that the like the turn at the end is no no we can't just kill him like even you know the yeah. the the chick there uh, she, you know, she says I can't remember her name what was her name Sook or something I don't remember yeah I'm just saying you probably don't. Sook I was right yeah, it was no, Sook I'm, no 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 I thought you were looking for the actress's name no which I have no idea uh, uh, no but she says we can't just kill him you know even when she's uh, like finds out their plan and she's like on their side she's like no 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 we can't just kill him we actually have to convert the Korean people we need to make them see that he's not this all powerful god he of a man a yeah exactly we have to prove that he has a butthole that's what the movie basically hinges on at a yeah. certain point point. Uh, and that's kind of amazing kind of yeah um, and he shot himself and he does and then he and then he poops off the movie also does and i guess you know part of me is yeah this is one of those things that when you see movies you start to see the strings and whatnot yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's you know when he when franco does that whole routine early on where he's like i'll have a bulletproof vest and we'll go through a tunnel and we seal team six at the end of the tunnel you're like all right yeah okay. no, all that's, that's what's stuff, happening in all day. that stuff is going to happen at the end of the movie like yeah. 
once upon a time that felt like kind of novel in the early yeah. in the days of these sort of uh you know judd apatow sort yeah, of yeah, new yeah. era comedy stuff that felt like oh and it's all coming true isn't that amazing like uh, uh edgar wright is really good at that stuff yeah. he's not as fucking blunt force trauma about it though Fair he enough. doesn't literally just like spell it all out it's like what if this happened and then it all happens he just drops a lot of like clues characters the bars. will say a random thing and yeah. then it'll happen later yeah. the, um, the bars yeah exactly like all the bars in world's end uh uh or the fact that like there's the 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 best one is actually uh like that opening flashback at the beginning of world's end where it's them as young guys Mm -hmm. um all of those events play out exactly the same again when they're older um and some of it is like visual cues but some of it is just like the description like you know the old man goes down at the same bar and you know they lose people the same places it's great um but it yeah it's fine It's, it's 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 still a good bit yeah, so, and I, I like I do like the way they were so sort of blasé about it. Like when he reveals he has a bulletproof vest, and they cut back to the CAA going, "Yeah, he had a bulletproof vest. I don't know where he got it. Whatever, it's cool." Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of all right. I had one of those moments when I was watching Iron Man two. Oh yeah, with, the movie is full Jack. of those. No, well, it's like <laughs> when when Don Cheadle shows up the first time, he's like, "It's me. me? Get that's, over it. We're not talking it's me about now. it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's me now." Yeah. I'm here. Yep. Forget. Let's go. And he actually says that. I was like, "That's actually hilarious." Yeah, kind of, kind of a great bit. Yeah. Um, totally missed it the first time. Oh yeah, no, it's good. It's That's good stuff. I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't really have a whole lot to say about this movie. I laughed a lot. I liked the violence, especially at the that end. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> the the whole fight where they're biting his fingers off and shit, like. That stuff made me laugh. And the tank going over guys' faces and that shit. Was, there, there was... The violence was, is legit awesome. Yeah. As you will see with uh, This is the End. Yeah. Like, that's definitely a... There, there was a great moment of, they're not wrong. Yes! We got one. We got one in there. There's always one, right? I don't know how, why, but... Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's all right. Like you said, the, you know, the controversy at this point is, is the, the legacy of the movie. You yeah, know, it's almost yeah. one of those things where it's like, people are going to forget the details about this movie. They're going to remember everything surrounding it. Yeah. And that's well, going to be the legacy of this film. That's fine. That's yeah. more than this movie could aspire to be on its own. Yeah. So kudos to them. Good Yantas. Exactly. Uh, part of the Ghostbusters? I think you know who mine is. Uh, I don't. Guess. I'll give you three. Oh, come on, man. Three guesses. Uh, there aren't that many characters. Well, I'm going to assume you're not going with either Frank or, or Rogan. You are correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Sook. No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Lizzie Kaplan. Correct. Okay. Because, awesome. Lizzie Kaplan, great. I mean, she doesn't get a lot to do in this movie. She doesn't need I do a lot like to that do. she gets the ones, like, the one bit where she gets to yell, yell at them about, like, when they accuse her of honey-potting, which also, I, I kind of like that. That's a good running yeah. gag. Yeah. The honey-potting, honey honey-dicking. Honey honey-dicking thing. Honey-dicking, which is also kind of good. But I was honey-dicking him! Yeah. Uh, the irony. Where she, get, but where she gets to be like, what, you think, just because I'm a woman, that's all I get to do? Because that's certainly the way they were sort of talking about her so yeah um uh, i like that she gets to just call them out on that point blank yeah um am i an I, asshole if my heart of the ghostbusters is kim jong-un because i think my heart of the ghostbusters is kim jong-un you're not no i mean i mean don't you want to hang out with that version of kim jong-un no man yeah i do 
Fuck yeah, I do. No, 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 no. You know why? Because it would be like hanging out with real life Franco. And I don't want to do that either. <laughs> I do. He's so fucking weird. I know. The whole time you're wondering if he's just fucking with you. That's is he fucking with us? I know. He's fucking with I us. I have to know. And the only way for me to know is to drink. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. You I gotta go with Kim Jong-un. Honestly, you'd rather have a drink with that Kim Jong-un than Lizzie Kaplan? Yeah, in that She's movie. She's so funny and beautiful and just... And the soundtrack kicks fucking ass. Yeah. No, I... Yeah, I'm gonna go Kim Jong-un, man. I gotta do it. Alright. Gotta do it. He's got a tank. We also... Okay, hold on a second. Because we almost left out the fact that they have a tank versus helicopter fight. Which is exactly <laughs> how Rainbow <laughs> 3 ends. Which is amazing. Yeah, this is true. Uh, oh, man. I mean, so would you want to hang out... Would you want to have drinks with with uh, Schwarzenegger? He's got a tank. I think he it's the same tank. tank. It might be the same tank. I would believe that. And I kind of do want to have a drink with Schwarzenegger. I would have a drink with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, right? I mean, come on. Um, all right. Great. Well, all hey, right. short episode. That's fine. That's what I like. That's what I would like to see. Enough we're, has been said about this We're easing into this after the holidays. Yeah. Well, um, you know. Welcome back. So, next week. Oh, next week. We'll, we'll talk about what we want to do next week. We have a lot of options here. All right. Um, here's why we have a lot of options. There are a handful of, uh, like, Oscar movies mm-hmm. um, that uh, neither one of us has gotten around to yet. Okay. Uh, some of which are, like, just coming out and just hitting theaters. So stuff like uh, Inherent Vice and Selma. Um, nope. You know what we should watch? We both know what it is. I don't, I don't know. What is it? It's uh, Nightcrawler. Well, so that's the other thing I was going to say. Now, there's some other stuff that has left theaters, but I've acquired a number of uh, digital screeners for this year. Uh, so I've got uh, a whole slew of stuff that we could do. I actually I have Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I got uh, Wild, the Reese Witherspoon movie. Um, which I'm sorry, the what? Yeah, uh, with who? Reese Witherspoon. It's like uh, uh, she's a woman who is like with chin. No, so she's... A woman with chin. She, she, I think it's like she's a drug addict and she's uh, splitting up with her husband or whatever and she decides to walk like a trail down the Pacific coast. Um, so it's like a whole finding yourself kind of thing. She's supposed to be excellent in it. I would believe that. Uh, same I'm guy who did sure Dallas Buyers Club. Which, I, which I also have not seen. Very good. Um, okay. Um, and then uh, the other one on here, because I've that actually seen a bunch of these. Yeah. Uh, one of these is St. Vincent. I should give you St. Vincent. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is like yeah, an yeah, okay yeah. movie, but Bill Murray's so good in it. Watch that uh, today. Um, no, today I'm going to watch Agent Carter today. The other one that's on here that I, I would like to see, and Jamie and I were actually going to go see a screener, a screening of this the other day, uh, and we didn't get there, uh, and that's uh, American Sniper, the Clint Eastwood, Bradley Cooper movie, mm-hmm. which I hear is god awful um but i'm now fascinated to watch it um you go right ahead so i it's i hear like you know it's as it you know clint eastwood famous for working very quickly doing you know one or two takes of a of a scene and then moving on to the next thing Mm. uh and i hear it's like that amplified you know up to 11 it's like literally as if he was just sort of like yeah put the camera somewhere over there and then we'll shoot it like he like he wasn't even paying attention to what the fuck was going on around him um well so i'm i'm very curious to to check that one out um but otherwise i would say uh i would say either selma or inherent vice or uh or nightcrawler nightcrawler 
Hmm. Do you have a, do you have a preference on any of those? I really want to see Inherent Vice a lot, and it just hit theaters this week. I also really want to see. I, I really want to watch all three of those movies. I feel like Inherent Vice or Selma would be the ones to watch. They're just hitting theaters this week. Oh right, well, let's just do one of those. And since you're sitting on Nightcrawler anyway, yeah, exactly. We watch There's no hurry. Yeah. I say I say we watch Inherent Vice. Okay. Playing at the Coolidge this week, I think, so we can go see it in a good theater. All right. All right. Rock. We'll do Inherent Vice for next week. Uh, well, Bartholomew, thank you as always. My pleasure. Welcome back. Welcome to the back. Podcast. Well, welcome back to the states. Uh, and uh, and and happy New Year, indeed. Yeah, well, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, you can uh, find me on the blog at dailyscreening.com. You can find me on Facebook and at Twitter uh, at Daily Screening. Um, or you know, I've actually so. I've been going back and forth about Twitter here uh, because I had a Twitter account, my yeah. own Twitter account, and then when I was doing my movie a day thing, I started a new one for that, and right. I kind of just started tweeting using that account. Yeah. I kind of stopped tweeting with my own account, um, but I've kind of gone back the other way and using my own account because I feel like more people actually followed me there. A lot of people kind of never jumped on board with that. Yeah. You know, not that nobody was following Daily Screening, but more people follow my other account, which is uh, mdaily01. So. Perhaps you should tell all the... Maybe perhaps you should tweet on your normal tweet, Twitter, that the other Twitter tweeting... Well, I, yeah, it's, it's, what, I've, what I've come down to now is that the other Twitter is there basically just to tweet out articles and podcasts that I write, and my actual, like, day-to-day whatever... I'm just using my my own personal account, which I'm I, kind I, of okay with. I still kind of fail to understand the purpose of Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> as a platform. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. I don't. It like I I also kind of fail to understand Snapchat at this point. Well, Not that Snapchat, I haven't used it. Yeah, Snapchat's a different beast. It's just but, like I don't why. I mean, Twitter I think is excellent, especially for like your jam of the day kind of thing. Like that's the kind of thing jam that of the built day. For jam of the day ending. Real? Oh, you're going to bring it to an end after a year? I think a year is enough. <laughs> but those kinds of things, or like a something a day, like that's what Twitter is built for, is those kinds that, of projects. Well, I ain't starting now. No, I know. I, I, could, I could go back and tweet them all again. Yeah. But uh, no, jam of the day, going away. All right. 27th. There we go. Full year. One. Challenge accepted. I love it. Challenge conquered. Do we have a new challenge? No. No? No. 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 There have been times over the course of this year when I was like, I really want to delete my Facebook for a while. But I can't, goddammit! Because I have to do this. I finish what I start. There you go. That's good. Good policy. Yeah. Uh, well, we've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. Tomorrow.